the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here in the, the studio with Jerry Feeney, our ace attorney and ace, what a superb, our ace finance guy. And I think kind of me, Dottie Herman. And we, uh, I think when you're in finance and when you're an attorney, I mean, Jerry specializes in real estate and ace knows the financing, but he knows real estate too. He's probably got more investments than both of us put together at his young age. So I think we have a good, uh, a good read on the market. Um, but you can listen to I Am Real Estate live on AM 970 uh, or go to our website, iTunes, and you can Twitter us, Facebook us, or re- email us at radioshow at element.com. We are, we'll answer your questions any way you like them to be answered. Okay, I was talking about New York City, and I said uh, that it's the number one destination place, but... This was really shocking to me. It's uh, this is really kind of crazy, but it's the Big Apple. You know, is expensive, okay, but it's not most expensive. It's San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, Boston, and Seattle are are the top five, while New York City is number seven, which I really didn't know. Um, that's what Lawrence Young. I was at a conference in Vancouver. Last week, actually. And by the way, Vancouver celebrates... I was there for their Thanksgiving, which we had a turkey dinner. Uh, But they... uh, I thought that New York City was the most, and it's really not. Um, San Francisco, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, Boston, Seattle hit the top five. Well, New York City was number seven. That's the cost of living. So there's all these different surveys. So it's not prices. It's the cost of living. Now, if you want to go cheap, okay, this is how some people did it. Now, you're not going to believe this. They, there's a van in Soho. you listening to this, Ace? Yeah. That is listed as an Airbnb. The van offers Airbnb uses low-cost accommodations in Soho as long as they don't need a bathroom. Okay? <laughs> or mine, wait, or mine sleeping parked on the street. Now, if you don't need a bathroom and you don't mind that you're in a van sleeping on the street, you know, the van is probably, I don't know if it's heated or not, I didn't ask. Um I think if you don't mind not having a bathroom, you don't mind not having (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, I don't know. You know, I guess you'd have to go to a restaurant or something. Because room service is out of the question here. 
Okay, definitely. Now, but it's sixty nine dollars a night ride, and it sits. There's one that sits on Posh Sullivan Street, and comes with a fold out sofa bed, a carpeted floor, a nightstand, and a day pass to a nearby gym for showering. Hmm. How's that? I'm sure they love that. Sixty nine dollars a night ride. So you know you. You just take the ride, it rides all night, and you're on a fold-out sofa bed with carpeting, and you can go to a nearby gym, they pass by, so you can take a shower. Wait a minute, it rides so around it rides at night while night? you're in it? Yeah, it's a, it's a night ride, and it's on <laughs> Sullivan Street, and it comes with a fold-out sofa bed, carpeted floor, nightstands, well, and day pass to a nearby gym. You know the vans that they were doing for food and all that yeah. stuff? Well, now they have them to live in. It must be more I mean, than one they, person, know. and they must be driving it around. This sounds highly irregular. I know, but it's true. <laughs> Van life, of course, is for those who embrace adventure and have no problem roughing it to have a new and memorable experience. Um, and that was owner Meng Johnson wrote on air at B&B. Local residents said they had no idea the vehicle doubled as a hotel. It's shocking, one woman said. I've seen that van parked up and down the block. I never used, knew it was a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnson doesn't list the location of his jazzy jalopy, uh, but it was seen on Sullivan North of Broom Street on Saturday, uh, and somebody posted photos of it. So imagine that. Now, I'm just going to ask Ace, maybe one day you want to just, for the hell of it, try and report back. <laughs> <laughs> I may not come back, Dottie. I don't. I don't know where I would end end up. So. <laughs> okay, but for sixty nine dollars a light, I don't know yeah. if you get cheaper than that. Can't get any cheaper and I than that. and I'm sure there's people that would do it. I'm sure. I mean, there I'm are. sure there's like someone you know six, seven, eight, nineteen, twenty that would do it. Um, and by the way, if you need a job, with all the enormous glass skyscrapers going up all over Manhattan, uh, window washers, they can't get enough of them. And by the way, they get twenty to thirty dollars per hour, and they're in a union, and uh, they're they're going crazy to find more and more of them because uh, with all the skyscrapers and all these glass buildings, they well, can't. are these the ones that have to hang outside of the building on, yeah, on a well, rope or something? I yeah, I would need more than thirty dollars an hour yeah. to do that. You know, Jerry, I, I saw one across the street um, just uh-huh. yesterday, Yesterday, and they were hanging from a crane from the top of the uh, building. It, it looks so scary. I, I hope they have um, a lot of uh, insurance because uh, it's, I, that yeah. would not be a job I would want to take for no. sure. But they're really Very not scary. scared because they do it for a living. They're not. And they're pretty they're not good. Scared. They're not. They, yeah. they, they just really are not. Anyhow... Um, United Van Lines uh, did a survey. You know, they are a van that moves it's a moving people. company. Yeah. yeah, so they did. They wanted, uh, this is their survey, so it's based on their customers. And so they wanted to, they did a, a survey to see, like, where people were moving to, where they were leaving, where they were moving. And believe it or not, Illinois topped the highest outbound list of residents flee the Midwest and Northeast. So they're, so they're seeing Illinois. most people leave. Mm-hmm. are leaving the Midwest and some of the Northeast. In 2017, now, more residents moved out of Illinois than any other state with 63% moving outbound. Now, I don't know what's going on in Illinois because I'm not from there. Do you? Uh, well, I'm guessing most of it is from Chicago, which has had a big outflow due to the 
crime rate and economics of yeah, Chicago yeah. was my guess on Illinois. Vermont had the highest percentage of inbound migration in 2017, with nearly 68% of the moves to and from the state being inbound. Now, again, this is not scientific because it's their study. Um, as a region, the Mountain West continues to increase in popularity with 54% of moves being inbound. The West is represented on the high inbound list by Oregon, 65%, Idaho, Nevada, Washington, Colorado. They're all highest-ranking Western states or, or new job transfers, if you can believe that. So a lot of new jobs are opening there. And Texas is really going crazy now. Um, of course, the southern states also saw a high number of people moving, with 52% of total moves being inbound. Now, the Northeast, which is where we are, <laughs> continues to experience a moving deficit with New Jersey 63% outbound, <laughs> New York 61%, and Connecticut 57%. Making the, the list the top, the okay, making the list the top outbound state for the third consecutive year. Yeah. But we have a shortage of property, and the population is growing of people who want to live in Manhattan. So I guess even though they're going out, well, they're they coming said, in. Yeah, they said New York is a state, right? Versus New York City is a city. Yeah, as a state. Well, yeah, state. I'm sure there's yeah. places like, you know, I don't want to yeah. say where, Jerry, but you might no, know I some will. of those places. Buffalo. <laughs> Albany. <laughs> Have you been to Albany lately? <laughs> you would realize why people are leaving. I get, you know, I get these emails from, from friends of mine who hear me say these things and they get so annoyed. I'm like, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Settle down, everybody. But it really is a little boring. Now, you're also seeing migration to the Pacific Northwest and Mountain West as young professionals and retirees leave California, and that's because of the price. But you can't afford to live there. It's ridiculous between the taxes yeah. and the yeah. prices. Okay, so to make this quick, because I know we have some questions, which I just lost. Well, just you can stay on the line. I'll be done soon. Um the top inbound states for 2017, which is where people were moving to, were Vermont, Oregon, Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know, you know, the survey, but <laughs> I get them. And it said 30% of the city pension checks go out of state. So it says, uh, you know, that a lot of people uh, with the new tax bill have left, will abandon New York for places like Florida where their federal taxes would be lower. But you really have to be able to work there and not come back six months of the year. I mean, they're very yeah. strict, so it can only be... But it is tempting because Florida has no state income tax, for example, and it has the Homestead Act, which uh, precludes your principal residence, if I'm not correct, Jerry. It, they can't take... Even if you go bankrupt, they can't take your principal residence. Isn't that... Uh, yeah, unlimited exclusion on the principal residence. It's the place to go if you're rich and want to declare bankrupts. bankruptcy. <clears throat> okay, so listen to this. Out of the total of 332... Uh, 332, 140... Three million people, 1,000 people, getting a pension from New York... 99 and change, let's just say 100, of them are living somewhere else. So they're getting a pension from New York, but they moved. Because well, I guess when you're on a pension, it's yeah. sometimes high, they or sometimes as you it. get older, you can't take the cold. And uh, the number one New York destination, guess where it is? This is an Florida. easy one. Florida. 
Florida. Yep. The state Palm Beach and Broward are top non-New York counties for pension checks. New Jersey is second to Florida, while some pension, you know, so that's where people are going. And uh, here's my uh, here's my two cents to New York State. Don't make it too high because people will pay a premium to be here. But mm-hmm. And I think you're seeing more young move in. And, again, if you have to, you can always – they're doing a lot of micro-housing and small housing. Or when you're young, you, you team up with a bunch of people live in the same place. Uh, but I think New York was – Maybe the fourth or fifth one with people moving out because I think as they get older, the climate gets bad or they can't take the cold, and also it's cheaper to move someplace else. But the same token, we have a shortage of inventory. Uh, now, when you read the papers, because I know you're reading that New York, well, New York City, well, they're talking about the $20 million properties that are kind of not stagnant. They just slow down. They're kind of just going their own way. Uh, but if you want an entry level in an apartment, you can get something, but it's tough, right? I mean, so you always, if you want to make money, buy at the bottom of an expensive market. I always tell you that. Let me take a call from Paul from Syosset. Hi, Paul. Hi there, yeah, just- everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those New York State pensioners. Oh, you are? Who By the way, I- is going to leave. I'm a retired school administrator, and my wife is a retired uh, teacher. We have oh. a uh, co-op in Oceanside. Uh, we're very happy. But in two years, we'd like to spend more time in Arizona. We currently spend a month in Scottsdale. We rent. So my question is, we can't stay in Scottsdale for the entire year. It's just impossible in the summertime. So we'd like to stay there for four to five months and then come back to New York. The question is... Um, I'd like to buy an apartment in Arizona. We'd have to sell our co-op here. And then I'm thinking I would have to buy like a, a one-bedroom apartment somewhere around where we live now in order well, to you live in Syosset now, facilitate this entire thing. Right, so Unless there's a, a better of, way to do this. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. You're in Syosset. I, I sure. kind of came from oh, there. So. Yeah, I love Syosset. Um you have family there? Is your family in, in that area? or? My, my daughter lives in uh, New Jersey. Okay. So, in and, other words... Uh, I have a sister in Hartsdale, and my wife's brothers live in Long Beach. In only, I only say that because a lot of times when people move out of state, uh, then they find that they, get, they miss their family. So, if you wanted to right. buy something, it doesn't have to be in Syosset, or does it... Just you're just trying to find a no, place. I would like it to be in the Rockville Center, Lindbrook, Oceanside, East Rockaway area. Okay. South Shore of Long Island, of Nassau okay. County. Yeah, and that's actually yeah, that's uh, that's actually if you I think if you're yeah, Syosset is North Shore. No, I know I'm from Syosset, so I do know Syosset oh, so very well. Oh, so I don't uh, have to tell you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I love it. So I have all good things to say about it. You know it. what I'm talking So, you so know, what's your question? Spend four months or five months in Arizona. So what do I do for the rest of the year is the problem. Well, don't you have to look at residency first, correct, or you don't care about that? Are you going to stay a resident of New York? 
Yes. Okay, so the residency isn't the question. It's not it's, an issue, no. Okay. So your question is, should you, but you want to buy something there right, so and I, you want, you know, you I want to have about two renting in New York, but it's too expensive. Oh, yeah, I think you're always better off buying. Uh, I don't, well, so what is your exact question? I'm, I'm trying to understand it. My question is, should I keep the current co-op? I would like to keep the current co-op and then buy an apartment in Scottsdale, stay in Scottsdale for four to five months, and I'm thinking possibly lease or rent that apartment, mm -hmm. but that would be unrealistic because it's too hot from May to September. I don't think right, the real season. estate market is going to be maximized by my renting during the summer. So now, in order to be able to afford doing that, I would have to sell my current co-op, which I think I can get anywhere between 350 and 400 and then use that as part of the down payment or take care of the whole thing in Arizona, but yet I still, my wife and I still have to find a place to stay for the other uh, seven or six months. Okay, so you don't do you live currently in Syosset and have a co-op? Oh. No. I have a co-op in Oceanside, New York. Right. I, we rent for one month currently in Scottsdale. Yeah. In two years, we would like to stay out in Arizona for four to five months. And renting would be uh, about 15 grand, so we can't afford that. So I'm thinking we're going to buy an apartment in this complex where we stay and then try and figure out how to find another living domicile for the rest of the year. And I'm thinking, can I buy an apartment in Nassau County, a one-bedroom, for under 200 um, which is conceivable, but unrealistic by the time well, we do this. Well, that's tough. I think that's going to be tough to find. So, I mean, I, I, I Nassau County, a one-bedroom, first of all, I don't even know if you can get a mortgage on a one-bedroom. I mean, on an apartment, maybe. Um, and you want to stay yeah, in Nassau well, County? Yes. I have friends who bought an apartment for about 125 150 and uh, they have one bedroom. It's small, but I don't need anything elaborate for, for the other months, you know. I'm more interested in spending, we are, quality time in Arizona. Okay, well then if that's what your plan is, then what I would do right now is I would go start to look, just for the heck of it, in Lindbrook and uh, the places that you think that you'd like to rent something yeah. and just get a feel for the rental market there. Uh, to see, you know, and as I said, if you if, if it's just a place you're going to hang your hat, then you don't need much if you really have the quality time. And then I would also then do a little research on where you're buying and just see what that market's like and what the appreciation is and things of that nature, just so that you kind of get a feel for that. Uh, and if it's two years away, a lot of things can happen in two years. Uh, so I think that I would do a lot of home. I would do some homework now. I would see what you can get here. I would look at the whether the market there is going up or not, like what trends is going on, and uh, 
Then if I found a great deal, maybe then I would do it. But you have some time. But I think that's perfectly reasonable and a good plan. I think we have a commercial. So I'll be right back. If you're on the line, just stay on. If you have any more questions. I don't know if I answered your question, Paul, but I tried. We'll be right back after the break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm back with Jerry and Ace, which are household names in most houses now. How long we've been doing this? You're listening to AM 970, The Answer, and uh, we're I on Real Estate and I just got off the phone with Dan. I hope Dan, I I answered your question. I'm not sure that. I mean, I think it's perfectly fine to do it. In two years, a lot of things can happen, but uh, you should start looking and see what you can get. Take it from there. But you should, if you know, if you like a place and you've lived and you've been there a lot, then you should. If you like the lifestyle, then by all means, go there. That was like what the survey said. People like that. Um, I have a question from Judy from Riverhead. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I'm Dottie and Jerry and Ace. We're all here on the line. How are you? Is it still raining out? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay. I'm not from Riverhead. (laughs) Uh, Oh, they say that's what they uh, said. Oh, no. I said Long Island, but I'm in Rockville Center. Oh, okay. I love Rockville Center. Anyhow. You can still um, ask a yeah. question. We still <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, you're just, you're, you're coming in and out. So. Oh, let me, maybe if I move to another spot. Yeah, move, move to apartment. a better area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So now. Is this a little bit better? Yes. Yeah, much better. better much better. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a couple of questions. Uh, I'm in a rent-stabilized apartment. I've been here over 40 years, and wow. I am planning on moving. But last January, um, we were taken over by a large real estate company, a big company, and they're making a lot of changes. And I, I really believe after they make a lot of changes, they're going to raise the rent considerably. I don't know what the law is on that. But um, anyway, uh, I wanted to ask, I had a couple of questions. That we've been getting notes in our doors. They don't slip them under the door. They put them on the doorknob. It's, it's really strange. And it seems like they're coming in all the time for different things, different what reasons. What kind of notes? And it's, Well, Judy, what kind of well, notes do you receive? Um, they do safe, uh, 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 safety inspections four times a year. Um, so they came in and looked. Oh, they put in... They put in um, Smoke, uh, smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors, which is fine. I mean, I already had my own, but they put theirs in. Um, the super no longer lives on the premises. He, the one we had was very nice. He got kicked out immediately with his family when they took over. But, what, but um, what's, your, what's, the, what's the question, though, that you're trying to get to? Well, 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 well just is, let me they, say this. They sound like uh, what anybody that's new that buys a building would do because... Now that they own it, they want to be in compliance with the law, and you have to have smoke detectors and things of that nature. So that would be a normal thing for somebody to do when they just bought a building to make sure that everything was copacetic because now they're the owners. And if it's not, uh, then 
No, I know. understand that. And as far uh, the as the first super, time they came around. Yeah, so as far as the super, well, that's the unfortunate. First, but, you know, they probably have their own people, so. They do. He's not living. Uh, he has several buildings he has to take care of, which that's another thing I'd, I'd like to ask before I forget. Uh, about a week ago, um, in all the time I've lived here, this has never happened. There's, t- there's two locks on my door, and the first lock never really worked over 40 years ago when I moved in. And I put in a medical lock, and that's the only one I use when I come and go. I do lock the other lock when I'm inside the apartment. Now, I went to leave. The super was in that morning, put in the new uh, smoke detectors and everything. He left, and I didn't try to go out until about 6.30 that evening. And I was locked in my apartment. I could not open the bottom lock. I, I'm not claustrophobic, but I really panicked me. So um, I called their after-hours emergency number. And they just played music. I, I got cut off. I called the police. They said they'd send the fire department and they'd have to break down the door and I have to pay for the door. So I called the emergency number again. They sent the super back. He couldn't. All right, so what was, what was the story? What was the story? The locksmith came. The locksmith came and I paid in cash one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, now, I was told by the locksmith that that lock is the responsibility of the management and that I should be reimbursed the $150. Uh, I haven't asked for it yet. I did call them and they told me to fax the story to them. I did okay. not get a real bill from this this guy, the locksmith. He was a Gee, character. We've got to get to a question here because we're got, it's a two-hour yeah. show. We're going to run out of time. The question is, is that true? Uh, it is their lock. Um, they don't have a key. The key here's the, was lost here's the in the answer. midst of time. Here's, here's the answer. If the lock malfunctioned and you had to pay to unmalfunction it because you couldn't, you know, get through to the emergency access, then I think it's reasonable that they compensate you for that. And it sounds like they're entertaining that if you'll just provide them proof of it. So I would just get, you know, get everything together and send it over to them and, and see if they're reasonable. It sounds like they're improving the property anyway. So um, you know, I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. All he did was give me, he gave me his business card with what he had done written on the back of okay, it. Well, he know, didn't give a, me a regular bill because listen, he said that, all, all you can do is get what you get. You know, it's not perfect documents. Sometimes we get, if he you know, didn't give you a regular bill, a, he gave you whatever he gave you and yeah. they can call him up and they can verify yeah. it. And yeah. then he can always make a bill and send it to them. But, I mean, but, you know, you're not lying yeah, as long him, as send you... Send them what you have and see what, they'll, yeah. see what they do, okay? And let us know how you make out, Good Judy, luck. okay? Good luck with all that. But you know what? You've got a rent-controlled pay apartment or stabilized, whatever. Stabilized. You've got a good thing. Don't make yeah. trouble. Be happy that you're there exactly. and you have the apartment. Yeah, okay? It sounds like they're improving it, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. In any event... I did tell you that I would give you some things that uh, you should know about. Well, we, we didn't do decorating yet, but I, I thought that Forbes uh, put together, their real estate council put together the trends and the shifts that they have been most surprised to see so far in 2018. And um, they put from blockchain advancements to the return of co-ops, rising home prices and more. So these are some of the things that Forbes found very interesting about this year. The technology advancements and the advancement of technology innovation in the real estate industry has been changing rapidly. Now, I just was in companies like Redfin, Zillow, Trulia, HomeSnap, they've been changing 
the way sellers and buyers perceive the market. And I just want to say this, and one day I, when we have time, we had a lot of questions say we didn't have time to do too many subjects, but I will talk a little about that because um, I think a lot of it. I think that technology, uh, I haven't seen any new, 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 new technology that's so outlandish that is crazy. I think uh, I will talk a little, if I don't have time today, about these estimates on Zillow, which are definitely not always correct. Uh, they are doing a lot of, I, I was just, as I said, in Vancouver, and I saw this company that was just funded $300 million, and it had no bricks and mortar. So it had like a virtual campus, all right? And every every person was like little avatar, and so there was a training director avatar, and there was you know, a social director, and there was, if you have real estate questions. And, you know, they're coming up around the country, and basically they're cheaper because they have no bricks and mortar. I'm not sure who goes to those. And I think that one of the things that you really want to do when you get a real estate agent, you want to know that they live in the place that they're selling, or they live close to it, or they have, or they work with a company, or they work, or they have an affiliate. Like, I'm just meeting somebody in New York who is probably the biggest woman in Mexico, who knows somebody at Douglas Elliman in California, who has a house in Aspen, and we have an office there, and everyone's connected. And you want to know what somebody sold, because a lot of times I think, um, even with Zillow, the agent that's name and what the zip code might not be knowledgeable in the area. So you, you want to check it out. Um, Blockchain, I don't know. I don't know what your feeling on blockchain is. I think it's going to be around. Um, Ace, I think you know more about blockchain than me, but it says that uh, it's a big topic and it's uh, going to be part of the world that we live in. So that's what yeah. Forbes says. And uh, welcome to the, no they say, Forbes says, welcome to a new world of unleashed liquidity, transparency, and disintermediation. And why I'm saying this is I have to tell you, I go to a lot of stuff. And, God, there is so much out there uh, that it could blow your mind. <laughs> so much that's changed or that's changing. But, you know, everything is timing. So if you're too early to the game, you could lose. Sometimes if you're too late to the game, you could lose. So timing is everything. And don't invest in what you really don't know. Um Forbes said home prices are still rising. The New York City real estate market indicated that home prices might rise more slowly in the months ahead. Uh, but they see up until 2016, they grew up, they were, there was a 12 to 15% growth. So now it's fi about five, which is normal. And as I said many times on this show, if it goes up too quick, too much, too soon, what happens? Goes down. Goes down. <laughs> right. Uh, Forbes says the softening of cap rates uh, continue dive in real estate assets. Uh, like they're talking about malls now, and you know retail is struggling, and that's from all the you know retail is really struggling, and uh, that's sad. But I guess people are buying different. Uh, millennials buying homes, and I think we have to take a break. I'll finish this out. Uh, they're a significant portion of the buyers now, millennials, so you want to make your homes 
look great for, for them and fix them the way they would like them. I think we have a break. I'm going to finish this, but these are all trends, and I want to talk about a few trends that we see. And Jerry and Ace, please give us what you see in interest for 2000 for the next year or two. We'll be right back to give you future trends in real estate and housing, finance, legal. We'll be right back after the break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Okay, we're back. We don't have much time, so I was giving you uh, what Forbes Real Estate Council put together as 15 surprising real estate trends that have impacted 2018, and it was technology advancements, blockchain, uh, more co-ops, less condos. Uh, well, they don't mean that they're building more co-ops because they're not, but they're seeing co-ops, which were priced less than condos, start selling because they're more affordable. Would you agree, Jerry? I mean, they're selling Absolutely. more than they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, home prices still rising. They're not rising what they were, which was like 12, 10 to 15 percent, 12 to 15 percent, but they're still rising. Uh, what, what about mortgage? Uh, do you think we're going to have another hike? I mean, currently it's around 5%, Daddy. So we did see a hike uh, within know, the last they, two they, weeks. They're, they're thinking maybe they, they really haven't had inflation, I don't think. No. So I don't know if they'll really raise it because they were saying they might have another one. We'll have to hold out to see what happens there. Um, again, they say, you know, a continued dive in re- retail assets. And that's sad because you see a lot of stores with four red signs and. I just, it's, you know, you got to keep up with what people are doing um, and trends. And so, like, when you're selling your house, I always say, think about who the buyer could be. It might be a millennial. I mean, you've got to retail. This has been coming for a while, correct? And now you see a lot of uh, for sale, uh, for rent and signs all over with empty buildings. Millennials buying homes, obviously, they're the biggest demographic, bigger than baby boomers, and they're in the housing market. Steady stream of new construction uh, where they have lands. I mean, we don't have it here. Low available inventory. And that, again, across the country, there's low available in- inventory. Um, social community management, which means, uh, you know, real-time management on your online presence has become even more important than predicted and can impact your business if it's not diligently managed. So if you're having a business, uh, people want to be able to be in touch with you when they want to. So you got to get back to them. Texas exploding with investment opportunities. I had mentioned that earlier in the show. Texas is in this bubble of growth with many large corporate headquarters relocating there. The oil gas industry growth there is big. Everything is bigger in Texas, (laughs) even their hats. Uh, Profit-taking in affluent markets. Visual marketing trends. Uh, so people are really looking for help of sales agents and professionals for their visual marketing needs, virtual staging, drone video photography. Because remember, your online profile of your home, if it's not good, people might not ever come to see it. So you want to make sure that that's all up to snuff. What are you seeing? Any other trends? 
I think um, yeah. no, Ace. What was your? I, I think in 2019 we're going to see a lot of what we call second cities, Dottie. So a lot of a lot of millennials, to your point, they're looking to buy, right? So right now they make up 38 percent of the first home time buyers. By 2021, they're going to make up around 68 percent in 2021. So that's just a couple years away. So I think, you know, like places like Long Island, LIC, you know, some parts of Brooklyn. I think they really have to prepare for this market um, in terms of the buyers and really just creating second cities where amenities are readily available. Um, there's, you know, and if you own a home, you know, millennials will be looking at single family homes. I mean, I track it every single day you and do. I see them shifting towards one family homes. They're going out out east a little bit more, you know, maybe closer to the city. Because they're starting to have families. Exactly. And-, and, and they held out for a while. Right, Dottie? So... Well, when um, you're single and you don't have kids, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so if you're a homeowner, think about that. You know, Dottie, you, you brought up a good point earlier. You know, if you're a seller, think about who your target audience will be as a buyer and then sort of conform to that, right? Because, you know, the, the market is shifting. So Right. I tell people, uh, ask your children if they'd buy your house. <laughs> okay? And there's, and, 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 and there's a lot of things that you can do, but really that don't cost a lot of money that can make your home look more attractive. And I see uh, a whole group moving to the suburbs as you're going to see them. Okay, now maybe not the prices that you want, uh, but as the millennials have families and stuff, they're looking for space. Mm -hmm. I also told you I'd tell you a little about interior design because we haven't done that. Uh, So here's what's out. Strictly antique. Okay? You know, like those stores in the city that have all that stuff that I don't know who buys them. Um, no. Uh, the pressure is off. You know, you can throw antiques in as touches, but strictly an antique, complete antiques is definitely out. Oversized furniture, very big, bulky, uh, not in anymore. It's got to be, you know, now it's got to conform with your space. So if you have high ceilings, you probably want it to be higher. Uh, but that oversized furniture, definitely chunky, is out. Brushed metal, industrial-looking or brushed metals have had their day. Now, I still see it, and I don't mind it, but they think it's out. Shiny, warm metals like bronze and gold are resurging as important ways to lend elegance to space rather than they're saying they, how would you explain it, the flat, I mean... The industrial metal. There's, there's well, saying yeah, the, the the brushed metal look, I agree, is a little bit dated. But I see a lot of like, um, uh, you know, oil. What they what do they call it? Oil um, nickel, oil brush nickel, or something like that, which gives it a little bit of a a, a dulled effect, which looks very nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the, the strict old brushed steel is very dated now. Yeah, right. Matt appliances. The new look for the kitchen is bold without being in your face. An object with a matte finish seems to strip away all other distractions, such as surface sheen forcing the form of the object to speak for itself. Matte can also be really unexpected finish for objects. And so it says, uh, you know, kitchens are important and uh, you don't have to have stainless steel anymore. Okay. A marble. Actually, this I do know. Uh, I see it. Marble is becoming a huge trend, but also that's natural stones. Uh, marble wall covering carpet. Okay, marble is, it's not, they're not using marble. They're using uh, stones that are like that or stones 
different kinds of stones. I don't see as much marble anymore. Uh, obviously, I think this went out a while ago. Carpet. I mean, I don't think, you know, carpet, wall-to-wall carpeting uh, has been out. There's a wood that refers to the technique that brings out the unique grain of wood where, I forgot what it's called, where the wood grain really shows. That's out. I never saw it being in. Uh, say goodbye to beige, they say. The new look for walls will be pure drama, deep jewel tones like emerald green, amethyst. Well, that won't be in my house. I'll tell you that right now. I don't <laughs> care if I'm out. Okay, because there's not way I'm doing emerald green or amethyst. Uh, Pastel colors, uh, they say that they're they're in. I'm still finding. What are you finding? But if you look at all the new stuff that you see out there, what are you seeing? Pretty much the same that I've seen for the last couple of years. Whites and grays, no? What do you Yeah, see? I mean, I'm not out there looking at the new stuff as much, so um, I don't know what what colors are in, to tell you the truth. Just simple and clean, I think. You know, white. Um, very neutral colors, I think, you know. Thing. Yeah, and I said subway tiles. Now they're using in the bathrooms of uh, those big, uh, how can I say, it? The, the, the subway tiles are not, in, they're big sheets of, of stone. I mean, of t- they're, they're big. Uh, I just did my bathrooms with them and they look great. So then they asked uh, consumers, the Daily News did a survey, and they asked us consumers what, which what 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 do you want? What are the least important things to you? And obviously, they said elevators. Well, I could have guessed that. No, and most places <laughs> don't have them, um, unless you're in an apartment building, and then you'd want an elevator. You wouldn't want to walk up fifty stories. Wine cellars, they say, are not so important to people. The golf courses are suffering tremendously. Golf course communities, because there's a fee that you have to pay, and a lot of these have restaurants, and then the restaurants, if they don't do well, so they're not, they're suffering, and people don't care about being on a golf course. At one time, that was a big trend. Uh, high density, small lots and attached or multiple multifamily buildings, they don't care about. Uh, dual toilets in the master bathroom, like, you know, his and hers, they really don't care about that. Wet bar, they don't care about. I like a wet bar. I think it's nice. Uh, so what features do people care about? I'll tell you what they care about. I still think they like open space. I, I think they like space that they can entertain in, that they can be flexible with. Um, I think that because you have younger buyers, a smart house, you know, you don't have to go crazy, but, you know, you can really do it inexpensively where it all kind of works and you can put everything on and off and activate it from your iPhone. Um, you know, I think, and I think neutral colors, clean wood floors or depending on where you live, uh, I think are good. And laminate, co- and as I said, the countertops are stone and they're doing a lot of uh, stainless steel, but they're also doing the white on white now in front of the kitchens. Uh, Ace, what does your apartment look like? It's pretty much white on white, and it's very, uh, very modern and, and just simple, you know. Well, that's what my house yeah. is being done. At. It's white. <laughs> it's white, and right? it's modern, yeah. and it's 
high ceilings and I won't have tons of furniture. I like the house that feels. Yeah. And I heard your house and Jerry, your house is gorgeous. I heard it's a whole. Uh, <laughs> I hold. Yeah, I, it's like a, Jerry's house no, is I amazing. Do. It's like a resort, Daddy. Yeah. So listen, I think we're ready to sign off. Um, I think the sun might come out this afternoon, but we certainly had the sun when we're talking to you and we're hearing from our listeners. So have a great week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.